0: Hello again and welcome to the latest episode of Borders Blatherings, our podcast where we shine a light on the curious, the shadowy and the often very magical history of the Scottish borderlands. And Mary, are you well today?
1: I'm very well, how are you?
0: I, I'm not too bad and I'm really looking forward to this wee because we have something very close to our hearts and our location.
2: Mm-hmm. And as,
0: as, as one of your specialities of the, <laughs> the, the, the Borders border Witch Trials, yep. this is exactly where we are. And I'm excited because today we're trying something a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, by working in cooperation with the local amateur dramatic players, who are going to voice some of the key characters in our story.
1: Yes, bring it to life.
0: Bring it to life indeed. And our story today, of course, set in the the, the 17th century, centres around the the two villages close to our hearts and and close to our geographical location, because the action takes place in the villages of Stow, where we are recording and live, and Lauder where the Amateur Dramatic Society are based.
1: Yep, just across the hill.
0: The tale we're going to talk about today is the remarkable story of one Robert Grieve, and we'll refer to him as Hob during the podcast, because that's how he was known locally.
1: That was his name.
0: Who was named, arrested, (laughs) tried and executed as a witch here in these parts.
1: Indeed he was.
0: Um, Could I start in a blather today by just asking you to set the scene. Um, we have Kirk Session records and trial records. This is we a do, man yes. who is yeah. named, arrested and tried yes. as a witch yes. in the 17th century. My first question would be this. How does Hobgrave first come to the attention of the authorities locally?
1: Well, we first find Hob way back in about sort of late 1620s, maybe even into the 1630s, mm. where he's a bit of a ne'er-do-well, Hob. He's married, he's, I think his wife's a bit of a nag, but he's, a, sort of, he's mm. a bit of a lad, to be honest. And we first find him in Stow, where he's actually arrested for nicking out the poor box.
2: Welcome to this
3: meeting of the Kirk Session. Please be seated. Now, what have we here, Bailey?
2: Uh, as Bailey of Stow, I have to pronounce that this ragged, cold, stinking wretch here before us, Robert Greave, alias Hob Grieve, has used a counterfeit beggar's token and stole from the poor box at the Kirk of St Mary of Weedale. What say you, Grieve?
3: Well, I had, I had any money, my lord. Meg and me couldn't eat out of the winter, and I thought the poor box was for the poor, and I... Had this token hang like I found it. So I geese them the token and got a wee bit money to buy some ties and a wee bit meat. It was muckle, but I'm sorry, Minister uh, and Mr. Bailey, and I wouldn't do it again. Theft is theft, Mr. Grieve, and we have no use of the, in this court of your excuses. That said, we will take due account of the fact you have confessed to
4: the offence and expressed remorse. So you will sit ten days and the Lord of Tolbooth for your crime. Uh,
3: thank you, Mr. Cleland. Mist kind.
4: And, Mr. Grieve, it goes without saying that
3: you are henceforth banned from any more poor relief from this parish, however poor and however deserving you might be. Aye, minister, no, that's that's fair, That's that's fair. Take him away!
0: A common thief, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, so he gets he gets done for pinching out the poor books, and that, uh, that's really the first note we have of Hob.
0: Yeah, and I, I wondered, let me sidetrack for a moment. Have you <laughs> seen the movie The Usual Suspects with Kevin Spacey? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's a good film.
0: Now, towards the end of that movie, it, it, it it's a classic cliffhanger. But as Kevin Spacey is leaving the police department, mm. he suddenly starts walking very straight. That's and right. Up, he starts
1: right. to reveal himself. That's and there's right. this
0: beautiful voiceover. Uh, I'll have to paraphrase. Um, the voice says something along the lines of the greatest trick the devil ever played or pulled. Was convincing the world he didn't exist.
1: <laughs> yes. But we're going
0: back to a time when the devil was believed to exist in spades. Absolutely,
1: yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, People had a genuine fear throughout the 17th century of the devil and his works and the fact that he was roaming about and snatching your soul and using witches to do his work. So, you know, it wasn't just some airy-fairy concept. He was uh-huh. the real guy that could snatch you off yeah. the street. So, yeah, very serious.
0: So he comes to the attention of the, the, the local authorities here in the borders um, just by nicking from the, the poor box.
1: Yeah, because remember, there are four proofs of being a witch. There's the big ones like having the devil's mark, or confessing, or yes. somebody else deleting you, or confessing which naming you. But the first proof that tends to trip most people up is having a bad reputation. Just a bad reputation. Doing bad yeah. things. Yeah. Well, you can't get much more of a bad reputation than nicking out the kirk. So, you know... Hobb may have been a bit of a drinker and a bit of a waster, and but the minute he gets done
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, pitching up with counterfeit token and all these sorts of things, then that's it. His card is marked. And also the fact that he tries to nick it out of Stowkirk, not water, Which is even worse in a way, because although he might have been a wee bit fly thinking, oh, I'll go and pinch I'm not pinching out my local church, I'll pinch out the other church mm-hmm. that makes it worse. He's gone into another parish to deliberately steal from them. So yeah, I'm afraid that's cards and marked early on.
0: There's a sense of deviousness there, though, in a sense. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. He's no
1: stupid. He's not going to steal out his own... Ah, he's yeah. not nicking yeah. out his own kirk because yeah. uh-huh. he'd be seen straight away. Because the thing is that to get a, a token, what, a beggar's token or a poor token meant that you had gone to the minister and said, I'm down in my luck. Yeah. May I have something? And so what you would do is you'd get a little coin, maybe with a hole through the centre, and then you would put that in the poor box and you would be given money out the poor box. And it meant that at the end of the year, the church could tally up how many tokens they'd had, so how many poor people they had in their area. But I could get a token much easier than you because men were supposed to stand on their own two feet. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Hobbes, presumably a youngish man at this point, so what's he doing getting a beggar's token? He's not hes not a wee old man with a, with a broken leg. He's not a widow woman. He's not an orphan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's the fact that it's so... He's thought about that, he's managed to get himself a counterfeit token, don't know where he got it, maybe he made it, and he's decided to go to a different parish from his own. So, yeah, there's a bit of thought going into that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And has he... Uh, I'm I'm not clear on... So, the church, the Kirk, is, is in a sense more powerful than the, the, the local authorities at this... In, At this point, history. yeah, because
1: remember, James Sixth has gone down to London, yeah, yeah. so you have got some legal authority there, but the moral authority is the church, and they mm-hmm. have the Kirk session, and, yeah. and everything is about sin, and they tell you how to act, and how to dress, and how to speak, and stop laughing, and stop dancing, and stop singing, yeah. and all these sorts of things. So they do have the authority to, to tell you how to live your life. They are a morality police, if you like.
0: So Hobb Hob in a sense, has sinned against the Kirk.
1: Absolutely, uh, and,
0: and that's a cardinal. I mean,
1: thou shalt yeah. not steal for a start, yeah. and you know, lying and deceiving with the count of it. So there's two of God's commandments going okay. straight away.
0: <laughs> so his cards are <laughs> marked. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you mentioned that he, he he's married. Yes. Um, and irrespective of who wore the trousers in uh-huh. that relationship, there's no way we can we can really know that, but. Um, I read through some of the source material I was looking at that his wife put him up to this tryst with the devil. Would I be right in thinking that? Well,
1: that's what's in the records, and uh-huh. whether or not that's true or whether or not that was Hob dumping all the blame on her, we're not yes. quite sure.
0: <laughs>
1: but they go down to Luggett Brig and there they meet the devil.
3: Mag, we've named money, nothing to live upon. I'm fed up with it. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh, Hob, dinna
5: be worried. Just follow my counsel, and I'll acquaint ye wi a gentleman. Will teach ye a way how to become rich, or on the way rich enough to fill your pot wi whisky. I'll have arranged it for this gentleman to meet us both here, right at this very spot.
3: I to your proposal, Mag. But when will he come hither, this gentleman? Was seven mile of office lauder a mile for the stow, middle in naywhere. I come here at your desire, and I'm happy to. I trust you, Mag, but we can't wait on nicht. It'll be dark in an hour, and I'm fair puggle.
5: We arrange it to meet just afore the dusk. it will be here sin.
3: Mag, we've tarried here a considerable space. There's nobody here, and I'm starting to weary. I must be gone.
5: Oh no, Hob! Oh, I beseech ye, just tarry a minute, Mayor. Or oh, gentlemen will will they fail me?
3: Mag didn't he look you now but there's a dirty big Doug
5: ah, Oh no oh, oh let us be Doug Oh your mister
3: It's changing Mag it's it's changed into your your gentleman a big dirt scary gentleman
5: Oh it it's the deal Oh Mister you have come Oh I, I Tell to but come, Hope.
4: Yes, I have come, and if you will be my servant, I will teach you ways how to be rich and how to be much made of in all the country. But if you do not, then good fortune shall never shine upon you, and much worse, much tragedy will befall you.
3: Mister, I, I consent to be your servant and do what you command of me.
5: Aye. Me and all. Just let us get in with today.
4: (laughs) You will hear from me when you hear from me, as I have been, as I have with you in these past years, Mag. Now I will call upon you both as my servants to hold the door open and bring the people to me so I can deal with them. (laughs) Who is not with us is against us, but I do think they might just join us.
5: We'll be waiting, Mister.
4: My Lord, he's
0: disappeared Luggt brick being
1: very near to Stowe. Very near to Stowe, and of course it's by running water and running water's one of these ones again, going back to the pagan roots about water being a gateway to to the underworld and all these sorts of things yes. so yeah, yes. yeah
0: shells on the houses in the old town in Edinburgh yeah. to give the impression there is water.
1: indeed yes. so yes. so but you know I mean we, we get the support where wife's sort of nagging him and he hasn't got much money and he's moaning because he just wants a drink and all these sorts of things. And then, you know, they see a dog and then the dog disappears and this man in black, was it the devil, was it not the devil? We're not quite sure. So, again, I don't know if... Because the Kirk was obsessed with the devil, mm-hmm. they're going to write that down. And Because women are useless and weak and hopeless and terrible, mm-hmm. the assumption is always going to be that the woman is being weak and being enticed by the devil. So if you had all of that lot in, plus the fact that Hobb I think would probably blame his wife, his wife is getting the blame lumped on her. So it probably was her, but it might not have been. And then of course she might not have met the devil at all. This might be entirely a tall tale.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you're predicting <laughs> my next question is so in this tale then, this this meeting uh with the devil
1: mm-hmm.
0: at Lugget Brig. Does Hob then go on to wear this as some kind of badge of honour? Or, or, or?
1: Well, it's interesting because, as I say, most people were utterly terrified of the devil yeah, at that yeah, time, yeah. and because Hob is Hob, he because we don't find out about this for about twenty odd years. Yeah. So he yeah. doesn't go about saying, "Oh, I'm in the service of the devil, and I can do this and I can do that." He doesn't tell anybody. He's not
0: naming people. Or no, doing the nothing devil's like one. that. Right.
1: You know, and this doesn't, we don't even start to find out about Hall for about another 20 years. He seems to disappear. Maybe he's behaving himself, who knows, and maybe he's not in the area, we don't know. But there's no note of him until 1649, when he starts getting drunk and being stupid and telling everybody everything.
0: And is he still married at this point?
1: No, in 1649, his wife had already been executed as a witch. And she'd been executed as a witch at least twenty years previously. Ah, right. Now, frustratingly, I can't find her trial records. Can't find them anywhere. Partly because I don't know what her second name was. Not quite sure of her first name, but I certainly don't know her second name, and so I can't find if she wasn't tried in Stowe, she wasn't tried in Lauder, she wasn't tried in Selkirk. So. I don't know, but as I say, because I don't mm-hmm. really know her second name, I can't find her. She, you know, she might be listed as, I don't know, say Meg Watson, wife of Hobgreave, that would give me an. But I can't find her. I can't find her anywhere. So that's frustrating. But yeah, by the time we get to 1649, which is the main part of our story, um, she's been dead for 20 years.
0: So he's come to the attention of the authorities way back after nicking from the poor books. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Um, what then happens to bring him? back under the evil eye of of, of the cook. What, what what what's leading up to him being uh, And linguistically I'm I'm a bit worried. Sometimes I see the word witch, sometimes I see the word warlock. And you know, mm. I, I get confused. Yes. Is, is he is he being deemed now to have been a witch or a warlock? He's and isn't a difference.
1: He's deemed to be a witch, mm. which is quite unusual. Most the, the idea was that power was unnatural to women. So women who had power could only have it coming from the devil. Uh They were, therefore, witches. Men who got involved in witchcraft, it was thought that they had sort of had a covenant or a pact with the devil in Uh some way, and they were in charge of the women. So they were warlocks. Uh The trouble was that Hobgreave is such a drunken old twit by this time that Mm -hmm. anybody looking at him go, he couldn't be in charge of himself, let alone anybody else. So he gets named as a witch, not a warlock. Because he's not got the learning, he's not got the status, he's not got anything about him. And he comes to the attention of the authorities because of the demon drink.
3: I the kilt mag for, for being a witch, and she was a witch. I saw we met ain Ian, which she did we her poor, but twist the deal made her dear. We met him.
5: Ah, you
4: blether! You foo hob! You met the deal!
3: Aye, I did tae about about 18 year ago, I were at Luggett Brig. Me and Mag, this big dug came at us, a massive big beastie a thing, and he turned into a felly, aw oh, in black.
5: Aw oh, in black? Well, he's no fear? What did he do to Did he cut us to spell on his? Is that why she did it? And why they killed her? The
3: deal made her dear. He made me do it t- we did the black magic and loads of folks, me and Mag. I held the door open and Mag, she shepherded them all in, into the deal to serve him tea. We had to, or the deal woulda, would have devoured us. He was the deal rich enough. The deal! Old Nick himself, I tell you. And then they killed her. And I took to the drink and I canna eat, I canna eat! Oh lord, have mercy on my soul. We had to, we had to, had, had to take her, he'd have killed us. So Mag was a witch, she was.
5: The deal home but you no know, fear Aye did he talk about the deal or about witches you'll hear us all fear
3: Bam I'm a witch just like Mag afore me Mag was a witch the deal made her dead and the deal made me dead all these years since we met the deal at Lugget Brig.
4: A witch Aye a witch What's this stumash? Right, Daniel, you've get a bucket of water out of you.
3: Aye, aye, we're just away the new.
0: So that then leads to... So he's shutting his mouth off, basically, about yes. various things, yes. Uh, randomly. <laughs> yes,
1: sitting with his pals, <laughs> bragging, getting drunk, and they're terrified.
0: At this point, I would love to look at modern parallels, but never mind. <laughs>
1: you know, um, these folk are terrified. Yeah. This isn't yeah. a case. You know, he's not saying... It's not like, oh, I went with that lassie the other night, and no, all the guys are yeah. going, oh, that would be great. I, <laughs> knows I went with the devil, you did what? what? They're always <laughs> terrified. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You how'd, should not. How'd you yeah, First of all,
1: don't don't do it and secondly yeah, Don't, talk, don't about talk about it. Him, yeah. but yeah. oh no, he's bragging away by this time. Yeah. yeah. So I think the demon drink had got to him over the years uh-huh. and loosed yeah. his tongue.
0: <laughs> so he he he's then arrested. Is he arrested by the the, the local magistrate or is it the church again who is? responsible for his arrest.
1: Initially, it's the minister. Mr. Byers comes Ah, in and grabs him. And then, of course, what he does is he sits down with himself and the bailey and says, right, we think you're a witch. And they send up to the privy, they write to the privy council for commission to try a witch, which means to investigate. Okay. And they chuck, (laughs) they, they chuck Hob into the toll booth. Uh, in Lauder and they expect him to you know is he's, he's he's a man so he's gonna be quite feisty and he's gonna say I'm not a witch and all that said, oh no oh no 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 <laughs> Hobbes got lots to tell he's like, oh aye and I met that and I went look at brig with my wife and then there's that Isabel Brotherston, you know her well she's a witch and that um that Margaret Douglas she's a witch, oh I and Janet Lyes oh, so she's starts, a witch he
0: starts naming
1: oh, Christine yeah. Tickle, she's a witch. She's mm-hmm. naming all these different people. Yeah. And the minister sort of thinking, Well, I don't even have to do any work here. And so Hobb is this time I think is actually enjoying the notoriety uh-huh. yeah. because it got so bad that he was in the toll booth and he was taken to yelling out his cell window, curses and random things and I don't know, I don't know, bearing his bum at the window or what he was up to. But it got so bad they had to post the baileys outside to keep people away. Um, Now, some people were scared because they thought, oh, he's he's a witch and it will be curses and all that. Half the town's out having a drink, listening to see what idiot Hobbs saying out the window, (laughs) is that type of thing? But then what happens is, because he's named these other women, one of the other women, Isabel Brotherston, thinks, I'm not having this. And she
6: comes to the tall booth to challenge him. Hob Grieve, come out where I can see you, you cowering wretch. You're a warlock, a slave to the deal, a dirty lear. Come out and I'll hear you accusing me of being a witch.
2: Come, aw, what am me you good wife? You'll do nobody any good railing at the heavens here.
6: I'll no gan him till me and that slave of the dealer confronted direct with each other. Minister,
2: I'm left sorry to awaken you in the middle of the night. But Isabel Brotherston is waking the town's folks shout the Hobbs Greaves in the Tallbooth, and she a pipe down. So I says, I'll ask you to come down and speak to her. Would you come and ask her to gang hame? She says she's accusing her of being a witch, but nobody's accusing her. Give me five minutes, I'll be right down. Mistress Brotherston, the Bailey here has had to waken me, for you're creating something of a breach of the peace. And we need you to be quiet. And get yourself away home. You are alarming the lieges. Nobody is accusing you of anything, or not at this stage leastways.
6: I'll winnie gun hame till I'm confronted with that rascal. He's delated me, an honest woman, for a witch.
2: Minister, should we? Ay, aye, I suppose so. Anything for a bit peace and quiet. Madam, it shall be arranged. Guard. Bring her to grief
6: You're accusing me o' a speaking my name ye says I was a witch
3: how do ye ken I accuse it ye being a witch?
6: The deal ye perish together, for he is no maester, though he is yours I defy the dealin' and I's works.
3: What needs all this din? Do you know Ken that these money years have come to your house and warned you to meetins?
6: Ye're a common thief how dare ye, you for your soul say that ever before this time ye saw me, or I saw ye, or ever was in your company, either a lane or wi' others!
3: Ye can, I ken ye dinnae deny it!
6: No, I perceive that the deal is a liar and a murderer from the beginning. For this nicht he cam to me, and tell me to come and abuse ye, and never come away till I was confronted with ye, and assured me that ye'd deny it all. And see that you are leaning all along, and I would clear my name. Bailey, get this mad witch
2: out of here. Ah, uh, come on now. Get up these stairs and hammer with and we'll speak the morning.
0: <laughs> so. You've explained the origins of the Daily Mail well done, so <laughs> Hobbes painting targets on the back of everybody he can Aye. think of now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And Involving more and more, that's more than spilling the beans. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings us then to you You mentioned that it, that, that that he's seen as a bit of a do well, a bit yeah. of a drink and stuff Aye. like that. Aye. Does that mean he doesn't at his trial, does he get a defence lawyer? Is it, oh, God, it is, no. is Is it just made easy for the <laughs> no. church to say, <laughs> servant of the devil, death?
1: That's it. There's no chance. And there is nothing that he could not afford a lawyer. Now, actually, it's really interesting about lawyers. You sort of were allowed a defence. Well, you were allowed a defence, but the problem was that if Hobgrieve is the well-known idiot in Lauder and he's up against the minister in Lauder, and the jury are all good men from Lauder, who have been chosen by the minister because they're good men for lawyer. Mm -hmm. And the magistrate who comes in, his magistrate Hume, is known to be the big man in Lauder. Even if Hoggreave had money, what advocate worth their salt is going to stand up there and defend him? Because if you defend a witch, you're more or less saying that the minister's a liar. And then... You know, the trial's over and the witch is, is found guilty or not. You've then got to live with all these people. So every time somebody's, but all those jurymen are looking at you thinking, you called the minister a liar. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you know, so even if Hobb could have afforded a defence, it was very, very unclear if folk were going to give it a defence. And what sort of defence could you have against Hobb? I mean, he's wondering about going, oh, for by my wife was a witch. Oh, ah ha, ha, ha. And I know she's a witch, and she's a witch, and she's a witch. And we're all, you know, he's not shutting up. <laughs> this is the yeah. problem with <laughs> hob. He doesn't, he's, I don't know what happened to his street smarts. Because I, I've read other trial records of women and men who were arrested. And the first thing they say when they're arrested is, I'm not I'm a witch. I'm not a
0: witch, yeah. Because
1: yeah. anybody by 1649 knows that if you confess to being a witch, it's a death sentence. This is the year we chopped the king's head off. The world's been turned upside down. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. grief Disney have the wherewithal to shut up. And he is not helping himself having slanging matches in the street with people yelling at the tall booth windows. You know, and mm-hmm. I think by this time he was starting to become addled in his wits. If he wasn't before, I think he was addled in his wits. Mm-hmm. And this is the tragedy. He should never have gone to trial. Because Scott's law was very specific. If you were a child or you were addled in your wits, mentally incapacitated, you could not be tried and held responsible under the law. Right. Now, if Hobgrave was addled in his wits, then the four women he names should never have been should arrested I'm, as yes, well. Yes, yes. And then, of course, one of the women names another woman. we we'll come on to that in a minute. But Hobgrave should not have gone to court. But what often happened was, even if you could have a doctor to say, you know, Hobbes, he's gone with the drink. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. The local minister could, through sheer force of personality, say, I don't care.
0: That's what this is about, really. Because
1: the Kirk would say either you're faking it to get out of it, or if you are mad, it's your own fault, because that's what happens if you hang about with the devil. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if you're an adult in your wits. You're going to trial.
0: It's a lose-lose.
1: So the fact that, you know... Hobgreave and the four women he names and the other woman, who's another, Isabel, just to be confusing, all end up in court. It should never have happened. And I know that there are lawyers today um, very angry at the way the law was used and yeah. manipulated, but yeah. the Kirk held such sway that the law went, oh well, I suppose. Because remember, this is this is a theological crime being tried by the secular yeah, authorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the reason why you have you know, so much of this going on.
0: And he has named other... He's pointed a finger at other people now. He's
1: named these four other women. Yeah. And then Isabel Brotherston, that's the one that had the slanging match with him. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now And she's brought in, and none of the other three women name anybody, but Isabel Brotherston names a woman called Isabel Ray. And this is really odd. Really odd, because... Yeah. There's a hesitation about writing down Isabel Ray's name because everybody knows she's actually a good woman. And the local minister's not quite sure, but the minister from Stout, John Cleland, who is well known across the borders, he's like, get that name down, get that name down, I don't care. And everybody's like, Well, you know, she's she's quite nice, Isabel Ray. He's like, No, she's been named, get her down. And Isabel Ray gets brought down and she is she is arrested and chucked into the toll booth as well. All five women are finally in the tall booth and they're in one cell um, together. So they're sort of, I mean, it's a horrible cell, but they're in a yeah, horrible cell, yeah. but they are at least in together. Although what the two Isabel's thought of each other. I never knew why Isabel Brotherston named Isabel Ray. Had she fallen out with her or was it just she genuinely, did? we don't know. But the five women are in a cell so they can give a little bit of comfort to each other. Hobbs being kept in a separate cell because he's getting worse. He's screaming and bawling and shouting and jumping up and down and you know. So he's away with the fairies. Oh, he's completely gone by this point. He's completely gone. The
0: the second Isabel, Isabel Ray, she doesn't confess. Is that right?
1: Well, it's really odd. She does initially, and then later on, she doesn't. So it's really odd. So when they get to the trial, Mm. the trial comes in. And you've Hob, and of course Hob comes out in the courtroom, and because he's been in the booth for so long, he looks exactly like what you think a witch is going to look like. And he comes in, and he's muttering nonsense under his breath.
4: Hob oh, Grieve, you're accused of renouncing your baptism, making a pact and a covenant with the devil, and of being a witch, and practising witchcraft in these parts. How say you?
3: <laughs> I'll tell you a secret. There's there's nae trusting to the deal's promises. For in Musselboro water, when I had a heavy creel upon my back, he thought he'd me there. For whatever he says, the deal's purpose is to destroy you. And I was fear, and that's how I had to do it, to do it, to be a
4: witch. And what did you do, Mr. Grieve, as a witch? Oh, I
3: didn't mind, my lord, but... I Again, I was a witch, and I helped the door open for the deal, and I was his servant, and I had let him in so as he could do his worst on my neighbours and toonsfolk.
4: We have heard the evidence that you have practised witchcraft these past several years, and you have confessed, for which I sentence you to be executed by strangulation, and for your body then to be burned. Oh, thank you, Mr.
3: Hume. Aye, the deal came to my cell just last night and again threatened to destroy me. But I'm nae feart I can defeat
0: all Nick. I'm
3: nae fear.
4: Guard, take him down.
0: I'm a little bit worried about the second Isabel. This is Isabel Reich. Yeah. Um, she thinks that that She's been named by Hobgreave? Or no, by the other Isabel?
1: She was named by Isabel Brotherston. Uh-huh, yeah. so she's been named by Isabel Brotherston.
0: Now Mary, I came across something interesting in the court records because when, when she pleads guilty, the magistrate asks her to reconsider what she has just said. And this seems as a bit of confusion abroad.
1: Yes, it's a very. About naming this lady. It's a very convicting interesting sentence.
4: And how do you plead, Mistress Ray?
5: <laughs> May God have mercy on my soul and deliver me from the haunts of the deal. The deal took me when I was just a child, and all these years I've been a witch and nobody can, not even me. But it must be true. I've sinned, my lord. I've sinned. And the minister tells me that because I am a witch. And that deal must be tain as a... Must, he tain us as a chillin'. And, and I accept that again, that, that I am a witch.
3: I have
4: heard tell of this woman's sinning. The sort of sins that a witch might commit. Have you now, Mr. Coyland? We do wonder if that's true. We're all sinners, are we not? But that does not make us all witches. Think again, Mistress Reich.
5: Oh, it's true. I'm a
4: witch. Then, Mistress Raich, you leave me no option. You've confessed to being a witch and I therefore find you guilty and condemn you to be executed along with the others. Take her down.
1: So, yeah, we can see that even when we're in the court, there is that hesitation because she is known as a good woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I mean, it's for the magistrate to say. Do you want to think again? You, you know, yeah, I mean, that, really, that, that, I mean that, that I've never come across me. that before. Yeah. She's now, given the
0: chance to speak.
1: Yes, as well.
0: And would you like and to reconsider? Would you like to that? reconsider? Yeah, yeah. And it
1: might be that there were rumours about Isabel Reich. and there are rumours that what she was actually guilty of was having an affair.
2: Yeah.
1: And. She'd been caught out in the affair. She was a Christian woman. She was a good woman, a good Isabel woman. Ray. Yeah. So she's consumed with guilt about the fact that she's maybe had this affair. And when, interestingly, when they were all in the toll booth, you were allowed to ask your family to bring in food for you if you're a mm-hmm. witch, because witches only got bread and water. Nobody else is having food brought in for them, because everybody else's family's done on her. Mm-hmm. Somebody was sending food into Isabelle yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And it's really interesting. Was it somebody like the magistrate Hume that she was having a affair with? Well, mind,
0: mind's going down to the yeah. magistrate here. <laughs> was
1: it? Was it? Or was it a friend of his? And uh-huh. there was a nod and a wink going yeah. on. Yeah, we really don't know. Um But there's certainly something about Isabel Rake. And later on, she makes this amazing statement, which again is interesting because witches were not allowed to speak. And not only were you not allowed to speak, nobody's going to write down what you're saying.
0: Exactly.
1: I mean, Hobbes talking nonsense in his trial. Of course, he's just bled and rubbish. But Isabel speaks quite eloquently. And so it's really interesting that what she says is quite an eloquent speech.
5: Now, all ye that see me this day know that I am about to dee as a witch by my ain' confession. And I free all many guilt of my blood, specially the ministers and magistrates, that being delated by a malicious woman and put in prison under the name o a witch, disowned by my husband and friends, and seeing nae ground hope in coming out o prison or ever coming in credit again. Through the temptation of the deal, I made up that confession to destroy my own life, been weary on choosing to die rather than live. I may have sinned. Oh, I have sinned I can have and the minister tells me I have But I'm nae witch so stare me here as an innocent woman
4: There is no turning now, Mistress Raich, You've been found guilty in a court of law. Executioner, you may proceed.
1: And I think what she says is really quite poignant because she's saying, I know I've sinned. Because remember, going back to the Kirk session, they were a court of sin. They were a morality police. Yes, yes. So even though she's not a witch, she's get caught up in this fever of this nonsense, all of which starts off with Hobgreave getting drunk and shown off to his pals somewhere and you end up with Hobgreave and five women being executed
0: so a man addled in his wits craving the attention maybe going around you know where I'm going with this (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I shall stop at this point (laughs) Um, yeah it's fascinating the, 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 the fact that Isabel Rake then confesses through her own sense of morality. And yes. it's actually bugger yes. all to do with I yes. or not witch.
1: Yes. Uh, and I think it's really poignant because yeah. what she said was recorded. And even though she says, you know, she makes her final confession. Yes, I've sinned. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I've been wicked. I've done this. I've done that. And yet she's still given the same execution. She is still worried to death, strangled to death, and her body is burnt. She wasn't given even the fact of a Christian burial because she wasn't no a witch, but once the word was out there... Yeah. And, of course, the problem you have is John Cleland from, from Stow was a particularly fierce minister. Uh-huh. I mean, he appears in so many witch trial records because he was just so adamant that there were witches and witches and witches. Because it's interesting, when Holgrave first starts blathering these nonsense, the minister from Lauder, the first thing he does is he comes across to Stout to ask John Cleland what to do. You know, he's thinking, oh, what do I do about this? Because... Yeah. I think the Minister's looking at Hobb. He knows Hobb. He knows he's a drunken idiot. Yeah, he's a drunken idiot. Should I bother about this? Should I not? Is it just drunken nonsense? And he literally gets on his horse and comes across to Stow, tells Uh Junkler, and Junkler's like, get him done. Get up to the Privy Council. Get your warrant from the Privy Council. Get your commission. Get him into the tall booth. And then, of course, once... Hobbs in the tall booth, I mean, if he is a heavy drinker, is he going through some sort of DTs or something in the tall booth and shouting rubbish at yeah. the window, yeah. and then other folk are shouting back and it just becomes a big slang. And of course, every time Hobbs says something, it just proves that he is a witch, because a nice, God-fearing, cut going person wouldn't speak like that. Mm-hmm. Because the cut session told you what to say, but how to say it, you weren't supposed to shout, you weren't supposed yeah. to raise your voice. Yeah. I mean, Hobbs not even having gone for a, a drink in the local pub; he's in some dirty drinking den somewhere, drinking some illicit hooch or something. Aye, know. Home room. Ay, you know so, so, this whole thing yeah, yeah. that we look at from afar and we think this is crazy nonsense, yeah. but the Kirk was genuinely scared of the devil and genuinely scared of witches because of everything that was going yeah, yeah. on. Because, of course, we're right in the middle of the Civil War. Yeah. The Civil War's going, to, and as I say, commoners had chopped the king's head off. Now, your king might be mad, your king might be bad, your king might be mad and bad, yeah. but yeah. he was still of the blood royal. To chop the king's head off was just a step gone, the world oh, yeah. is the world is in freefall at yeah. this moment. Yeah. And so I'm not excusing what the Kirk did, but you can understand why they had this genuine fear of the devil. And so anything that is said, they latch to because they've got to nip it in mm-hmm. the bud.
0: And the devil's brew is the devil's brew. Indeed. I'm not a fan of the gore, but um, many people listening may have this traditional image of witches burning at the stake. Yeah. In this part of the world, once people were arrested, put on trial and found guilty, what actually happened? What was the process of bringing about their ultimate demise
1: So, what you would do is, um, execution day would be set for a couple of days after the, Uh after, or sometimes on the same day, if they they were really conscious. It sounds like
0: the trial didn't last very long. Oh, the trial lasted for an afternoon. It was a couple of hours in the afternoon,
1: if that, because everybody knew. Um, so you would build two or three pyres, well, in this case, six pyres with Mm -hmm. a stake, and then the prisoners would be brought out that morning. They would, their heads would be shaved. They would be barefoot, bareheaded. They would be in a hair shift. Their hands would be tied behind their back. Uh They would be paraded through the town and everybody had to come out to watch the execution because the sort of feeling was that maybe the devil would come down and rescue them at the last minute. Mm -hmm. And you had to prove that no, he wasn't going to do that because the devil was a liar. So they're paraded through the town. The minister's preaching a sermon. Everybody's got to follow on. You get to the execution site and they would be tied to the stake. Tied to the stake. Tied to the stake Uh and then... Usually, a, a noose would be put around their necks. And then a local guy, usually somebody just like the local blacksmith, because there was no executioner in Lauder. Mm. You mm. wouldn't have an executioner. Yeah. So it would just be some big guy, a big strong local guy like the blacksmith would come up, slip a piece of wood into the noose and just twist it and twist it and twist it and until twist it strangled. until the person yeah. is strangled worry it to death. But remember, there's now six people getting done here. Mm-hmm. So by the time he's got to the sixth person, that mm, you know, he's a big lad, but has he still got the strength to do it? Hopefully, yes. Oh. But it takes a long time to strangle somebody, mm-hmm. and it's a very personal thing. You're up close and personal. So this poor, this poor blacksmith's got to look in the face. Imagine he's got to look in the face of Isabel Ray, whom everyone knows is a good woman, and yeah. he's got to yeah. strangle her. And then there would be maybe some tar put on the hair shift, and then their dead bodies were burned the
0: dead bodies the
1: dead bodies are burned. The right. there were some countries, more Catholic countries where they burned people alive, uh-huh. but that was because in a lot of the Catholic countries, witchcraft was seen as part of heresy, and the death for heretics was always burning yeah. mm-hmm. in England, they tended to hang the witches, but in Scotland strangled, and then their dead bodies burned, so there was nothing left. And it takes a long time to burn a body. It's not like today when you go to a crematorium and it's all done very safely and very cleanly and very respectfully and all the rest of it. If you're talking about, you know, Mm. a border summer when it's raining and the wood's a bit wet, that body could be burning for a couple of days before it was totally consumed you know, a long
0: time to strangle them a long time to burn and them and it's in
1: them. the marketplace so you're seeing it and your kids are going past that that's what happens to witches see that's what happens to witches but also see there were witches in our parish and that's the terrifying bit and the
0: God-fearing people have a lot of time to reflect
1: on this. absolutely, yes yeah.
0: unless yeah. I've mentioned it before I'd just like to thank again the players from the local Lauder Amateur Dramatic Society, for voicing some of the main characters in our story today. So Mary, thanks for your input on this fascinating story, gory though it is, but I've really, really enjoyed nattering to you today, and I look forward to meeting up again for the next installment of Borderless Pleatherings. Indeed.
1: It's been a great pleasure today, and I'm looking forward to the next one.
0: Excellent.